She fired her doula and birthed on her own terms. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Pure Doula Podcast. I'm your host, Catherine, the Pure Doula. On this week's episode, I welcome Kirsten, a mama who birthed how she wanted on her terms, listening to her intuition, firing her doula, getting her boyfriend on board, doing all the things. And honestly, as a doula, I think she made the right choice firing her doula. (laughs) Might be a hot take, but I think she did the right thing. Inspiring to many as it tells that women can just birth. I'm excited for you all to hear her powerful story. If you couldn't tell, I'm outside right now. The birds are chirping. The dog is eating the grass for some reason. And Mercy and I are soaking up the sun. But first, my spirit work mini course is live and on major sale right now. This is my first course I've ever released and I'm like super pumped. It's marked all the way down to $27. I'm practically giving it away. Why, you might ask? Well, because that's what feels right and I want all the women to be able to work through their fears, heal their people-pleasing traits, work through any trauma and go into birth feeling powerful. It's six days of intensive journaling, plus affirmations, prayers, Bible verses. This is truly one thing that helped me overcome my fear of birth, and now I'm sharing it with you all. The link is in the description below, so make sure you snag your downloadable mini course. Oh, and I also linked the My Superpower Journal. Um... I mean, why not? It's the perfect journal to go along with this powerful mini course. So make sure you post your story on Instagram and tag me so I can support you along the way. Now, let's get into it. Hi, Kirsten. Hi, I figured it out. (laughs) (laughs) Yay, I was getting nervous. Like, oh no, I have no idea how to do that. Yeah, I just had to open it in, like, my web browser on my phone, and I got it figured out. How are you doing? Perfect. I'm good. Good. Just, um, you know, I got Mercy with me, as always. I should just rename this, like, the Catherine and Mercy show, because (laughs) she's always here (laughs) chatting up a storm with me, and um, she's in and out of sleep right now, so we might be hearing a lot of her. Okay, that's totally fine. I had planned to drop my boy off with a friend from my church, but we went to the park before, and then he totally passed out in the park. So he is sleeping in the car, and I'm like standing from my front door watching him. Oh, perfect. Yes. <laughs> I love so that. He might also wake up like halfway through, and I have to go get him. So totally get it. Look mom life right mom, mom life for days <laughs> and that's what I say I'm like you know this isn't like a fancy podcast with like a fancy studio like it's pretty real life like just a stay-at-home mom who likes to share other moms stories and experiences and stuff like that so thank you for coming on and sharing your birth story I'm excited to hear it yeah um, why don't you give like a little intro for the listeners of like who you are, what you do, that kind of thing. 
Okay, so my name is Kirsten. I am currently a stay-at-home mom. I just finished course to become a certified birth educator. I plan on attending unassisted births at home um, as a birth attendant and then supporting moms uh, as a postpartum doula. I was previously a waitress before I, be I got pregnant with my son in 2021, and I am a lover of Jesus. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, so I know, well, I want to have you come back for your testimony. So we'll save all that juicy good stuff for next time. But um, <laughs> let's hear your free birth story. Okay. Um, where do I start? Um, I always knew. Um, when I was really young, I wanted to have I wanted to start having babies when I was like 18. And I want to have six babies. I was super gung ho. <laughs> and then I think when I hit puberty, I started going through a really dark phase in my life. And it was just a lot of darkness. And I was like, you know what? Having babies is probably not the best idea. Fast forward to 2020, the pandemic hits, lockdowns. I'm stuck in my house. I had been waiting tables and basically like drinking and smoking my life away. And suddenly, like, I'm stuck at home. I can't work. And I'm, like, I have, like, this, like, awakening where I'm, like, who am I? Like, I'm not living my life. And I started, I started spiritually seeking. But also, in that time, it really just arose back in me, like, that desire to be a mom. So I had been with my boyfriend for eight years at that point, And I sat him down and I told him, you know, I'd been waiting to get that ring to be his wifey, but now I was like past that and I was ready to have a baby. And he was oh. definitely like, whoa. And I was like, <laughs> it was funny because I was like, yeah, I want to, but it doesn't mean like we should. I'm just saying like, this is what I want. And um, I always say that we just started breaking the rules <laughs> and uh, we ended up pregnant in January of 2021. Um, Aww. yes, it was, it was happy, but also kind of sad. We definitely debated on whether or not we wanted to terminate the pregnancy because he was very much so like he wanted to have, we, he, he wanted us to be married. He wanted us to have a certain amount of money. And I told him, look, like this is meant to happen. Like there's no way that I could do that. And so we did, we decided to go through with the pregnancy and I'm so glad that we did. I don't know who I'd be right now if I would have gone through with the production. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, uh, so I was like, cool, I'm pregnant. I have to have a baby. How do I do that? <laughs> and I immediately just started, I'm a, I just started diving into learning about birth, researching it. Um, I had seen birth uh, in my house, like as like cats delivering babies. So I kind of had an idea of like, it's just like a natural process, right? And I also mm -hmm. had previous, um, I had previous trauma in the hospital 
where I had been decorated and I was like left in a room alone, like in the dark. And I was like crying out for help and nobody came. Yeah. So I already had this idea of like, I do, I'm not going to feel safe in a hospital. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to have a home birth. I hired a doula. She was the first doula that I talked to. Um, and she was, she was honestly very nice. She was really good with like offering um, different ideas for like supplements and listening to home birth podcasts. And Mm. then I found the free birth society podcast. And that was like, no way. Like they're birthing (laughs) without like medically trained personnel it was just like these beautiful redemptive stories and I was like super into it I was like, yeah, this this is what I want and it, it was like a month or two where I was like this is what I want but it's probably not going to happen because my partner at the time very nervous about the even the idea of home birth when I told him I wanted a home birth he cried because he was so like scared of the idea of us not being in the hospital. So I was like, there's no way free birth is going to happen. But, you know, honestly, I think it was, it was a God thing because it just, the more I listened to these stories, the more I like really felt into my intuition. I was like, I really think this is what I'm supposed to do. And I just, kept learning about birth and kept trusting it. And the more I learned about, you know, physiological birth and how it worked, like how to do it successfully is like, I knew I didn't want anybody touching me. I didn't want anybody looking. Mm. I didn't want, you know, someone who had that medical background looking at me and observing me in that medical way, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it's funny. Like I even ended up, uninviting my doula to my birth and yes I had been feeling that she was so nice and she was cool about it too man um because I I told her yeah I told her that I wanted to do an unassisted birth and she was like all right like I'm down you know I can catch a baby if you need me to and then the closer I got to my birthing time the more I was like but I feel like she's not supposed to be there but I feel like it's just supposed to be me Mm. And my baby's mm-hmm. father. So like at 36 weeks, I was like, I'm sorry, I don't want you there. And I felt I felt like I was like breaking up with her. But she was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's she- awesome. You know, it's really cool is that she gets it, you know, yeah. because like, I was just having this conversation earlier today, as far as like myself as a doula, like, and a birth coach, I find that I do, I deal with like all virtual um, support when it comes to that and like one aspiring doula was asking me like how do you do that when it comes to birth you know and I'm like look if I'm supporting and coaching a woman the right way throughout her pregnancy she's not even gonna want me there yeah birth yeah you know like I feel like that's like it's not an entitlement it's not like we need to be there kind of thing like you all we all have the power to just birth on our own it's Mm -hmm. just like getting there mentally and spiritually to be able to feel confident enough in doing that so for her to understand that because there's not a lot of doulas that do unfortunately you know I think that's really really awesome and that probably even 
gave you even more confidence in that like okay this is cool I can do this on my own you know yeah yeah and that's exactly how it was I I didn't get any pushback from her at all um she was like well I can't like refund you your money because I had already paid a deposit and I was like that's fine (laughs) not to have any hard feelings like I wasn't worried about the money I was just like I just don't want you to be upset with me (laughs) um oh I will say, so I was, I was so confident in my body's ability to birth. Like I really trusted it. And as I was pregnant, I really dove into like, what are my fears? And then how would I address those fears if they happened in real life? And I'll be honest, like my biggest fear was not necessarily transferring to the hospital, but it was transferring to the hospital and then having to deal with CPS. That was Mm. the biggest fear was Mm -hmm. having to deal with child protective services. Um, So I remember just like, you know, journaling every single day, like firstly, like during, like what, how do I want my birth to go? Like what is like the best case scenario? And then worst case scenarios, how would I manage it? How would I deal with it? Um, so that really prepared me too, right? Like I, I don't know. I was just, and I just had so much. Journaling is powerful. Yes, journaling. Yeah, the like me and my journal were like best friends while I was pregnant, and I'm like I'm so thankful that I was able to just spend that whole pregnancy at home. Like in nature, I raked my leaves in my yard a lot and I would listen to podcasts and I just, I really slowed down because I had been waiting tables before. I found out I was pregnant while I was waiting tables and I ended up like, I was going to work like through my pregnancy as long as I could, but I actually had dental issues that were super, it was like super painful. I got a root, two root canals in my second trimester. So, oh, geez. Uh, yeah, like my health was not in a great state. So I really had to slow down and be at my house. And I was just eating food and drinking tea and journaling and crying. It was beautiful and sleeping. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, that's really how it should be, you know? So it's like, you like, everything it sounds like so far with your journey of your pregnancy and all that like it's very purposeful like god was making sure like you know the path was there for you how it needed to be yeah does that make sense like yes i don't know how to describe it but it just sounds like you know like it just was all perfect in a sense when you look back at it and just like the way god wanted it to be for you yeah it really was it was definitely god and you know we'll talk about this in the other episode, but I was deep into the new age at this time. And I, when I look back, I'm like, wow, God was there every step of the way. I'm getting chills just saying this, like he was always watching out for me. And it was actually like, when I say I was surrendering to birth, I was surrendering to his design of my body. I was trusting Mm. in his design of birth for me to like be able to do this thing so it's just like so much glory to god for even uh just it's so good um it really is i love it you're giving me the chills like (laughs) so perfect (laughs) um 
I but love it. yeah, um, two things I will say. One of the hardest parts of my pregnancy was I was not talking to my mom at the time. And that was super hard. We live in literally like we live around the block from each other. But there was just a lot of toxicity before I got pregnant. And I knew that I couldn't have her. And she's a nurse, right? So I'm okay. planning, yeah. Right. I'm planning to like give birth at home without any medical help. And she's a nurse. So she wasn't in my pregnancy. So that was like a huge that was a huge thing. Um, now we've, our relationship has been redeemed um, through Jesus, oh, but good. yeah. Uh, so that was really hard. And then um, I will say the, at the very end of my pregnancy, I think it was 38 weeks. I went to this chiropractor to get myself adjusted. Cause I'm like, all right, it's coming up on my birthing time. And the first appointment I told her, my plan, like the chiropractor, I was like, yeah, I'm going to give it birth at home unassisted. And uh, she was like, oh, okay. You know, she adjusted me. And then the second time I, the next week, she came at me with like so much fear. And she was like, you know, if you transfer to the hospital, you can't tell them that I was your prenatal care. And I was like, whoa, okay. Because I wasn't having any prenatal care. I stopped having care in my first trimester and I was like yeah of course like I wouldn't bring you up at all like I barely know you <laughs> like I should flatter yourself honey <laughs> I should have left like right then and there but like she went to do the adjustment and you know she's pressing on my back I'm a big pregnant lady and I'm like groaning because it feels good and she like stopped and she scoffed and she went <laughs> If you can't handle this, I don't know how you're going to handle labor and delivery. I was like, sister, listen. Oh, my gosh. I was like, I remember I left and I cried and cried the whole time. And I got here and I was talking to my partner. and I was like, you know what? I'm going to free birth even harder. Okay. Yes. I was just like, (laughs) at first I was like, my feelings were hurt. And then I was like, you know what? No. Like, I'm not going to let this chick's fear, like, get to me. Um, so, yeah, I was just like, it went from like, oh, that really hurt my feelings to, no, I'm going to do it even more now. <laughs> I'm even more pumped. I to- love that you took that control, though, of, like, the situation, the feeling, the emotion, like, what was said, everything, you know? Because, like, it's it's totally fine to, to be upset by something like that. You know, as you should be, anyone should be, but like to not sit in it and to be yeah. like, you know what, I can use this as more drive and strength. Like that is, that says a lot, you know, like you're a very strong, your mind was where it needed to be. Your spirit was where it needed to be. Like you're yeah. very strong. Yeah. And I hope yeah. more women can like remember that, like, okay, I can be upset, but nope. Screw yeah. that. We're going to use this now. Yeah, you guys feel <laughs> Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's how I was. Like, my feelings were hurt, but I went straight to my journal. <laughs> and I started. Yeah. Yes. And I also had, you know, I had mamas that I had connected with who were also like free birthers, unassisted birthers. And I was talking to them about it. And I was like, yeah, you know, like, it just caught me off guard. I just. Because I did, I hadn't really shared a lot of my plans with people. Like I stayed in a bubble during my pregnancy. 
Um, so I had shared my plan with this woman, not really expecting for her to go sideways on me. And then when she went sideways, I was just like, whoa, like I would, that would just caught me off guard. But yeah, it ended up being even more fuel in the free birth fire. That's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. It's sad that there's people like that and that like to birth how we're meant to birth, we kind of have to like play it safe. Like it's just so crazy, mm-hmm. but <laughs> yeah. Oh. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. You're getting me all fired up. I love your story so far. I'll try to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I guess I'll just go ahead and get into the birth story. So I was, I went to the doctor in my first trimester and he gave me a quote unquote due date of October 5th. And I had it in my brain, mind place that I was going to go to like 42 weeks because I was like, okay, I'm going to prepare to go like the long haul because the last thing I wanted was to think, oh, I'm going to go into labor at 40 weeks and then 41 weeks goes by and then 42 weeks goes by and there's still no baby. And then I start freaking out. So I was like, I'm I'm probably just going to be one of those like 43 weekers, you know, I just set yeah. my in that way. So I was like, but then I got to like the 39 week mark and I was, it's just like, it starts to get so heady. And like, it just was like, I was definitely ready to give birth, but also like ready to wait. It's like that weird limbo stage. Um, so I was doing everything I could to encourage my body to go in the labor without like, inducing my body so I was I lived on the bouncy ball I was bouncing all day long on the bouncy ball making sure that my hips my baby was engaged into my hips Um, I was walking daily I was eating like a bajillion dates a day I had been drinking (laughs) raspberry leaf tea since like my first trimester Uh, sometimes they say not to do that but I've been drinking it like the whole time so I like doubled up my red raspberry leaf tea and um gosh there was like other things like I bought like a pack of spicy ramen and I ate spicy Mm -hmm. ramen one night like hoping the spiciness so it's funny it was like (laughs) I'm ready to wait but I'm also ready to meet the baby um yes yeah but I knew better than to like I was not gonna touch castor oil because I had heard enough stories that was like no that's not a good idea (laughs) Um, yeah, I agree with you on that one. Yeah, yeah, because I had a friend personally. Um, she her she had a midwife, and her midwife was like, "Yeah, you should just take some castor oil," and like she was able to have a home birth, but she said that it was just not. It was it was really painful, and then I had another friend Aww. who took castor oil, and she ended up in an emergency C section. But that's like a whole other thing. Oh. So I was just like no castor oil for me thanks um yeah <laughs> and like I had someone recommend like primrose oil into myself vaginally and I was also like no I'm not gonna do yeah, right that. like and it's like just because it's a natural thing like it doesn't mean it's not an induction exactly you know like yeah. So it's like, just let it happen. And I know it's hard to be patient because I'm the most impatient person in the world, but like, let baby do it. It's time to hand it over to baby. Yeah. Let baby and God and body, baby, God, body. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, 
So I ended up, uh, I ended up going into, well, going into labor. Okay, I have to get my boy. He'll. It's okay. Let me get my boy. Hello, bud. Join the party. <laughs> We're talking about him. So. <laughs> talking about you. So one second. So I think that I. I think I started going into labor um, the night before, but it wasn't, it wasn't like immediate painful contractions. I don't think I experienced like predermal labor where you have practice contractions at all. Um, but I do remember the night before I had my son, I was, I was sitting on my bouncy ball, girl, I lived on that bouncy ball and <laughs> I was bouncing away, and we were watching, I think we were watching, like, I can't remember what we were watching. I think maybe it was, like, Harry Potter or something. Um, and there was, like, a storm rolling in, and the window was open. I remember, like, hearing the thunder and just feeling the storm. And I was bouncing, and I felt something shift, like, energetically. And I was, like whoa and my my guy was like whoa what like what happened and I was like I don't know I just feel like something's different and he was like different good or different bad and I was like just different not bad um just something feels different I went to sleep woke up at 3 a.m and I was like I need to go on a walk so I woke my guy up and I was like hey we need to go on a walk and he was okay so we one of my favorite parts of my story because we were just walking down my my road at 3 a.m and it was like lightly raining so we had an umbrella I was just like waddling along and it was just kind of yeah it was really sweet um and we get home I wake up at seven and I'm like we need to go to the store and buy stuff for French toast and bacon. <laughs> I had said for like my whole pregnancy that I wanted to eat French toast and bacon the next day after I had my baby. So I was like, we, just to be, just oh. to be sure we need to get some bacon and some French toast stuff. So we went to the store <laughs> and my fellow's kind of grumpy at this point. Cause he didn't sleep great. And <laughs> we're like up at the break of dawn going to buy stuff uh and then we shopped I was like stopping through the store to just kind of hold on to stuff but it wasn't like painful it would just it just kind of made me stop and I was like okay like I just kind of have to like stand through this and then I was able to go but I I can't say that it was like super painful it was just like mm. a sensation um so we came home I went on another walk <laughs> I did a lot of walking I went on another walk after we got home from the store and when I got home from that walk I was like okay I feel like it would be a good idea to fill up the birth pool because I think this might be it but I'm still not sure I'm still not positive I'm just rolling with it and uh, yeah so my guy he his biggest thing if we're going to be in the birth pool he wants a nip to fish out poopies so <laughs> out he leaves me at the house by myself to go buy a net and I'm like at the house and I'm just kind of like walking through it 
it starts to get like, I'm like, oh no. I'm like, I shouldn't be alone. And so I call him and I'm like, you need to come back. Where are you? Why did you leave me here? <laughs> Forget the Aww. net. Use your hand. So uh, he gets back, and we fill up the pool, and I got in the pool, and the pool was so nice. It was really relaxing, and um, I loved being in it, but, like, I was in it for probably, like, an hour, hour and a half, and then I was like, I just, I need to pace. Like, I need to be walking around. Um, I need my feet, like, on the ground. So I got out of the pool. I paced around a little bit. And this is where, like, time starts to get kind of fuzzy. Um, But I do remember the point where I thought I was ready to push. Um, I don't – I can't even think of, like, the timeline. I know the – when we started filling up the birth pool was around, like, 5 p.m. And then so it was probably around, like – eight or nine o'clock that I I was crouched down at the end of my bed and I was just kind of like feeling it and I was like I feel like I'm pushy like I feel like I'm ready to push and I said it out loud I was like I feel like I'm ready to push and I look up and my guy is like on his phone I'm like what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) Um, he's letting me do my thing which is perfect but then I see him on his phone I'm like aren't you looking at me um (laughs) I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm watching videos on breach birth just in case. It's right? But in the moment, I laughed at him. And I'm like, baby, you're doing your homework a little late. Like, <laughs> study up. Okay. Um, and so I did. I kind of laughed at him. And I was like, all right, baby, you do that. I'm going to go get in the shower. If I need you, I will call you. And it's just one of those things where it was like, for a moment, I was like, you know, what are you doing? Why aren't you helping me? And then I just kind of laughed because I was like, oh, you're just being a dude, like trying to make yeah. sure this is covered. And I'm just over here. I'm going to I'm going to birth this baby. So like if I need you, I'll let you know. <laughs> oh, um, that's funny. But, uh, so, yeah, I got into the shower. Oh, the shower was so good. I've always loved just like the dark steam. And I checked myself this was like the first time I had like checked myself like my cervix and I I felt what was like the waters bulging and I could kind of feel the baby's head and it was Mm. at this point that I fully accepted that I was in fact about to have a baby because up until that point I was like this could be like a weird you know like practice labor or something but then when I felt the waters bulging I was like okay this is for sure happening and I remember, like, I was on my knees and my just, like, kind of crouched down to my butt, like, the water. And I was, I started to talk to my baby and I was kind of praying and just saying, you know, baby, I'm ready to meet you. I'm so excited for you born. You know, the world can be hard, like, life can be hard, but it's so worth it just to be alive and you know, just kind of like talking to my baby, like, I'm so excited to meet you. And um, then I got out of the shower. And I, I was just like on the toilet. <laughs> and I really didn't want to be so comfortable. Me. Yes, because I really felt like I was going poop. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I, like I need to stay here. 
you know, um, cause he never got the net. Like I don't want to poop somewhere. <laughs> um, oh, so thoughtful so, of you. <laughs> and I think really what it was is like my bathroom was nice and dark and small and the toilet was there and just like my body mm-hmm. just wanted to be there. So I'm sitting on the toilet, I'm going through it and my water breaks while I'm on the toilet. So like, what a blessing, easy cleanup. Yes. Yes, right into the toilet bowl. And I called out to my man. I was like, my water just broke. He was in the kitchen trying to warm up more water for the birth pool. And he was like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. And like, <laughs> he came in and to the doorway and he was like, okay, like, let's go get back into the pool. And he tried to like, you know, take my hand and like lead me out. And I like looked out into our bedroom and I was like, there's no way. Like I'm staying right here like I don't know why but I was like no that space too big too bright even though it was like the dimmest lighting possible I was like I want to stay right here and he was like okay and he flipped on the bathroom light and I was like no and like (laughs) turn the lights off (laughs) Um, so uh I was like uh, I was like laid out and it's so like silly but like in my brain I had like this really it's not, it's honestly not even a really nice towel, but I had a, a towel that I use for like the beach and it's like a pretty little, like almost star shape and it's got a cute design on it. And I had that in the middle of my bathroom and I asked him to go and get another towel. Cause I was like, I don't want to birth on this towel and ruin it. <laughs> like, I don't know why that was important, but apparently it was to like labor land me. Um, so we exchanged the towels and threw down some Chuck's pads and I ended up like turning around and I was holding on to the toilet bowl and I was like crouched down and that's how I started pushing and this, okay, well, wait, I will say I, I threw up before I really went into transition, which was not fun. Throwing up was gross. And then I yeah. started to feel like the pain like I started to feel the baby descending down after my water had broke after I threw up and I was like I had my man there and I was like oh, baby you know I was like I don't know if I can do this like I don't that you know that's how you know you're in transition right I was like I don't know if I can do this oh yes <laughs> and he was like he was like no like and he knew all my like affirmations he was like your body knows how to birth your baby knows how to be born you're doing amazing and I just, like, I just remember, like, leaning on his chest and just being, like, I know, I know my body knows and my baby knows. It's just so hard. And he just held me. And that was just, like, the best moment, you know. It was just the two of us. Yeah. And I could be vulnerable and just be, like, I don't know if I can do this. But he was, like, you got this. And um, so then I, cr- I got crouched down. I was bowl and I started really pushing and this is the part where you know I thankfully I didn't tear anything but I think back and I wonder about the fetal ejection reflex if I would have just like been able to relax and let my body but I remember like I was like definitely bearing down because it was just painful And I was like, I was like, okay, this is the part where I need to kind of like put some work in. And my baby's head definitely like 
kind of did like the turtle thing where it would like come out a little bit and then go back in, come out a little bit more and then go back in. Um, and then finally, like the head came out. And I remember my man going like, the head's out, the head's out. And I was like, okay, cool. Don't touch me. <laughs> like, don't <laughs> like, don't touch the baby. Don't touch me. And I, I like kind of like sat up and leaned forward so I could feel the baby's head. And I was like, indeed, in fact, that is a baby's head sticking out of me. Great. And <laughs> like went back into position and was like, okay, that means I'm like halfway there. And my man tells me, you know, after that, like, yeah, the baby did like the turn and then just came right out and he caught the baby and um, he caught the baby and then like, you know, we maneuvered so that he could hand the baby to me. And as soon as I got the little baby's butt into my, into my hand, I knew it was a boy because I could feel his little corners. And I was like, it's a boy. I knew it was a boy. And then Did you have it a feeling like, the whole time? Not the whole time. So that's what's funny. Like in my like first and second trimester, I was like, I don't know what it is. That's the way it's supposed to be. You know, like, I don't know. And that's perfect. And then in my third trimester, I remember I was like laying and rubbing my belly one night and just kind of like talking to my baby. And I got this like thought of like, I'm a boy. Like, it's a boy. And I was like, whoa. Because <laughs> it's so strong. And I, yeah. I like, I don't know. Like, I was like, okay, but I don't know that. Like, I don't know that it's a boy. And then it was just like, okay, well, I'm just letting you know, like, I'm a boy. And I was like, okay, that's weird. We'll yeah, exactly. Because I just, I didn't want to attach myself to like, I know for sure it's a boy or I know for sure it's a girl. And then it not be, you know? So I was right. just like, you know, it, either way, it's going to be such a blessing. But yeah, I feel like, you know, I don't know. God was kind of like giving me a little clue in and I was just like, okay, but I don't know. I don't know until I know. <laughs> Um, but then I knew, I knew it was a boy, had him in my hands and I was like, okay, now get me into bed. Cause I had wanted to lay down, but every time I had tried to lay down, my body was like a hard no, uh, while I was in labor. So as soon as I had the baby, I was like, okay, now get me into the bed. So <laughs> we, the bed thankfully was literally like three feet from the bathroom. I crawled into the bed and I had my baby and it was just like such a blissful, happy moment. And then I started to feel more pain. And it was the placenta. The placenta came like very quickly afterwards. It was probably less. It was definitely less than five minutes. Because um, I had wow. to like, I had to rush him. I was like, okay, go get the bowl. Like it's the placenta. Birth the placenta. And then we were done, you know, like the baby was a little gurgly but I had you know like just used my mouth to suck out of his nose and his mouth and spat a few times and was breathing and he you know he latched and it was it was just done and my it was just the best because he was elated like he was glowing and he just started pacing back and forth and he was crying and he was saying, I have a son, like, you have a son. And he would stand by the bed and he just like, with his fist on his mouth, like, this is so beautiful. And it was just such a 
blissful, happy, happy, happy moment. And um, yeah, like after that, we just, we cuddled. We, we probably left his umbilical cord for like, I want to say like six hours. He was born. Okay. Here's another cool thing, right? I was born on the seventh. Seven has always been my favorite number. When I was pregnant, I was like, I would love for my baby to be born on the seventh, but I know it's probably not going to happen because I'm probably going to go like 42, 42 weeks. Well, guess what? God heard that. And he was like, okay, my baby was born at 1235. So like right at for it to be seven of the seventh. Wow. Oh my like I remember amazing yes like I remember asking my man I was like what time is it and he told me it was like 11 p.m and like in my mind I was like okay it's gonna be at least another hour because he's gonna be born on the 7th and sure enough it was an hour and a half later that he was born and like it was just it was just so bad and I didn't care I think it had a little bit of micro tearing um, like a little bit of grazing and I did have, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm, I'm forgetting my hymen. I, I think like my hymen kind of like was a little different afterwards, which I wasn't mm. expecting. I didn't know what that was. And I had to kind of do some research before I was like, Oh, I think that's like my hymen. That's like a so little. So can smoking. you elaborate on that? Like, what do you, so what okay. different and like what? So I always thought, and okay, I hope that I'm right in saying this because I researched it a few times. I'm sorry. I have helicopters that fly over my house. Um, (laughs) They're coming for you. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Corny joke. (laughs) Um, So my baby's just like wandering around in the car. I've just been letting him explore. Uh, But anyway, so. I always thought that the hymen was like a piece of skin that was inside of your vagina over your cervix, but apparently it's actually a piece of skin that is over the entrance of your vaginal canal. And you can have what's called like a partial hymen where you can still like get into your vaginal canal, but there's like a little bit of skin there. Um, and then you can have like a completely intact hymen where it like is totally intact and it has to be broken. So I think what happened for me is I had a partial hymen. And then after I had my son, the hymen, like the skin there was just like, not like hanging, but that's like the best way to describe it. Like it was swollen and it was like a piece of skin that I had never really noticed before And I thought for a while that it was like some sort of prolapse, but my uterus was, my uterus was fine. And like my vaginal canal was not really poking out. It was just like this weird piece of skin, like right around the entrance of my vagina that was like suddenly there that I had never noticed before. So I researched it for a while and I I came to the conclusion that it was just a hymen and it's, it's a normal, it doesn't hurt. Um, it's just like a variation of normal. Um, right. That's interesting. I never knew that. Yeah. I, I really, I had always thought, like I said, like the hymen was like inside, but apparently it's like on the out. Yes. Yeah. Crazy. So, um, so yeah, 
other than that, I was good. My, my man was able to take off a full month from his job. So we just like stayed at home with our new baby. We didn't have to go to the hospital. I didn't have anybody check me like his, his parents, uh, when they came to like see the baby for the first time, they were very concerned. They were like, you're going to go to the hospital. Right. And I was like, why would I go to the hospital? I'm fine. Exactly. <laughs> it's something we're wrong I'd go to the hospital but I'm fine um yeah. and they were like well when are you gonna take the baby to a pediatrician and I was like oh, you know man. just whenever we're ready like there's nothing wrong with the baby the baby's fine um so it was definitely fun like navigating that and like kind of having those boundaries but it was just so yeah, good boundaries are important right Yes, they're the most important, especially when it comes to like, if you're going to birth in this way, like, learning how to have those boundaries is crucial, crucial, crucial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's I love my your story. <laughs> really tune with yourself, with your body, with your mind, with your spirit, with God, like you, it shows that you did the proper birth prep you know like for it to go the way it did and for birth to birth the way you were supposed to like it's just a beautiful story and very inspiring for sure thank you yeah I you know oh god I know I hear you buddy oh okay I'm bringing him inside you want a banana you want banana um, yeah, thank you. I, I do. Like, I'm so grateful for it. And I'm thankful that for whatever reason, like, I just, yeah, I just trusted it. And I just knew that it was going to work. Um, and I really do have to give, like, the glory to God because, like, it's because of God that my body is able to do this. Mm-hmm. Add faith. And the design of my body, like I just really trusted it. I just really trusted it. And I knew the learning on my part was learning how to put myself into the best circumstances for that design to function properly. And that meant for me, not having a midwife, not even having a doula who was super nice, but I just was like, I don't know her well enough to even have her in my space. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I just, I'm just so thankful the, for the experience. I'm really looking forward to my next birth. I will say I'm hoping to have like either a doula or a birth keeper to come, maybe not for the birth, but afterwards to like help with cleanup because all the cleanup fell onto my fella. And that was kind of tough. Like I remember I did feel a little bit of pressure to get up and try to help with just like the laundry after I was probably like a week or two postpartum. Cause like our house, like he was taking care of me. He was helping take care of the baby. And then he was also trying to like keep the house going and I, I just wanted to help and I remember like trying to do laundry and like I went to like pick something up like just not a lot but pick something up and I like kind of peed on myself I was like okay Aww. I gotta go lay back down I can't do nothing yeah. so Aww. 
Um, I and do postpartum see- doulas for sure are where like I feel like are the out of all of them are probably the most necessary for stuff like that, you know. Amen. Yeah, girl. And I think that's why like the Lord has really put it on my heart to go into postpartum work specifically just in this season of life for me right now. Um, Because I can support any and all kind of mamas postpartum, but the unassisted slash free birth is still a little wary of because specifically because I am a Christian woman. Mm -hmm. A lot of the women who are doing unassisted births are not Christians and at least very in my- new age. Yeah. yeah. Very new age. So I know the Lord is calling me to it because it's an opportunity to minister and to share the gospel with them and to pray for them and then also just support them in general. But it's just, I, he's kind of revealed it to me that it's going to be like birth education, postpartum, and then like maybe in a couple of years, like attending those unassisted births. So I'm just thankful. I love that. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. So what is one thing you would recommend to all pregnant women? And it could be something you had already mentioned or not, but what would be the one thing? Nourishment. Nourishment Mm. for sure. Like making sure that you're, I drank a lot of herbal teas and I think that that really helped with my like my blood, um, just eating. Sorry, can you repeat that? Um, I, so like my blood, like my blood volume. Um, so okay. that sorry, it cut out. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, so that whenever I did give birth, like I wasn't gonna be too worried about, like you know, losing too much blood. I don't know. I just drank a lot of teas, gave myself a lot of minerals. I also ate a lot of red meat. I know some women are still vegetarian, but I definitely would recommend considering at the very least eating something like salmon. Um, yes. It, or like doing bone broth if you're like super squeamish about eating meat. Bone broth is a great way to get in. Um, minerals and hydrate yourself and then also like preparing for nourishment in your postpartum whether that be like well I made like a lot of freezer meals but also really asking your community like hey please bring us some soups some stews and set up a meal train for like month two and month three Cause that was my thing. Like I had plenty of food prepped up for the first month, but after that I did not. And Mm. like, I didn't have the meal train folks bringing me food anymore. And it was like, I was eating a lot of like peanut butter and jellies or like, you know, like whatever you can. Yeah. Whatever I could. And I think that that kind of took a toll on me. So I definitely know for next time. Um, yeah, just making sure you're well fed. And I would also say not worrying about how much weight you gain. I gained like 80 pounds. Like it was crazy. No, was it 80 pounds? I was, I was 125. I know I was 130. And then by the end of my pregnancy, I didn't weigh myself the whole time until I went to that chiropractor. And then I was like, Oh, yeah, Mm. sure. I guess I'll weigh myself. I weighed 180. 
So I gave fifty. Yeah, and if I would have been all over. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, I lost the weight pretty fast, but like, I think that was just my body's way of preparing to have a baby, and it's not like I was, I wasn't eating a bunch of junk food. I was just like staying well fed for the first time in my like adult life too. Um, so yeah, food, feed yourself, eat the snacks. <laughs> yeah. The weight's not a bad thing. And like the society that we're <laughs> in makes it seem that way, but you know, like the placenta has weight, your blood volume, like you said, exactly. the baby, like there's so much to that weight breakdown that it's like, it doesn't even matter. You know, like you said, if you're, you're eating properly for your body and for baby, then you're good. And we just got to like, not be like stuck to like oh my gosh the weight oh my gosh I gotta bounce back oh my gosh this oh my god like yeah I was a victim to that at one point and it's like no (laughs) but um so how can the listeners support you or find you or work with you or anything like that yeah so I have an Instagram page I am at benevolent uh period birth um I made this birth page like when I was pregnant and I didn't really start posting on it until after I got saved and the Lord put it back on my heart to get into the sport. So I have like, I think like four or five posts. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Oh, no, um, it's cute. I love it. <laughs> y'all can reach out to me there and I would love to connect. I love connecting with mamas and making friends and yeah. So just benevolent birth. That's me. And I'll link that in the description so it'll be easy for the listeners to just click and give you a follow and all that. And, you know, hopefully they can connect with you because your story is great. And I'm looking forward to chatting again and hearing your testimony. For yeah. Sure. So cool. We will all make right. it work. <laughs> yeah. If I have to let my son sleep in the car again, I will. It worked. I mean, he didn't wake up. Till. It does work. And it's funny, that's exactly what I was trying to do when I first hit you up. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready. And then as soon as it, like, went into park, it was like, nope, here's the tears. (laughs) I'm awake now. I was like, all right, well, guess we'll go inside and do this. (laughs) Thank you for joining and sharing that amazing story. Um, And I'll talk to you on Instagram. Okay, thank you for having me. Of course, enjoy your day. All right, bye-bye. Bye. I want to thank Kirsten for sharing her amazing story and a big thank you to you, the listeners. Without you, this wouldn't be possible. So keep sharing the word. And if you enjoyed this episode, please give this podcast five stars. It really means the world to me. I pray this helps whoever needs it. God bless.